gives us a great joy to be able to share with you tonight a friend of Medjugorje speaking about this message that we received earlier today through Mariana. Now, this is the first message that Mariana has received in the last year since Our Lady abruptly stopped the second of the month apparitions, the last March 18th of 2020. These are the words that we have anticipated for the past 12 months. And for those of you who are not aware, we have a Caritas pilgrimage group here at Caritas in Alabama, praying at all of the sacred sites here that Our Lady blessed by her presence. And so a friend of Medjugorje is speaking to this Caritas pilgrimage group about the message that we received earlier today through Mariana. And so this is a friend of Medjugorje at Caritas of Birmingham, March 18th, 2021. Our Lady said today, Dear children, in a motherly way, I am calling you to return to joy and the truth of the gospel, to return to the love of my son, because he is waiting for you with open arms, that everything you do in life, you do it with my son, with love, that it may be blessed for you, so that your spirituality may be internal and not just external. Only in that way will you be humble, generous, filled with love, and joyful, and my motherly heart will rejoice with you. Thank you. Simple message, right? No. There's a lot of things in this message, and we'll try to uncover those things. Our Lady is speaking to us in a special way. There's a story of a young couple who got married, and on the way of their honeymoon, in the horse and buggy, this is in the old days, a black cat ran across the road in front of them, and the horse became startled. The new groom said, that's one. A little further down the road, they came to a black stump beside the road. Again, the horse shied away. The groom said, that's two. Further down the road, a black dog ran across the front of the buggy, and again, the startled horse jumped around. The new groom got out of the buggy, went up beside the horse, pulled his pistol out, and shot the horse. The new bride began to immediately give the groom a chewing out about shooting the horse. The groom looked at her and said, That's one. Our Lady said, Dear children, in a motherly way, I'm calling you to return. To return to what? To the joy and the truth of the gospel. If you're not leaving that, you're not going to be happy. You're not going to experience joy. And many people and many couples and many families don't have joy in their marriage in the way it is today. Because Satan has rearranged the whole situation. Did Our Lady say, Dear children, in a fatherly way, I'm calling you to return to joy and the truth and the gospel. She's here for God the Father. Why does she not say that? Why is it motherly? Why is it a motherly way that I'm calling you to return to the joy and the truth of the gospel? You're supposed to be going to the gospel with a motherly way, not a fatherly way. He who rocks the cradle rules the world, or is it she who rocks the cradle rules the world? Which one is it? Which one? He? 
She? Why is she this way? Why is this proverbial saying dictating this this way? Think about that. Who's got the power? The father or the woman? The woman's got it. She dictates everything. And God the Father couldn't come down and do what the mother's doing today, even though he's God. In a motherly way, I am calling you to return to joy and the truth of the gospel. Many people don't want to see that. The culture doesn't accept it. They reversed everything. Our lady has told us in 1982, I am your mother. You must obey me. July 2nd, 2011. My children obey me, set out with me. Jenny said, go to God the Father. You follow me. You look at me as a mother. What is a mother? A mother is a wife. And only a queen can give birth to a king. There's no king without a queen. It doesn't exist. All kings come from a queen. And all those people who want to reject Our Lady, who she is, she is the queen of heaven. The Protestants don't accept that. Well, then we don't have no king, so don't accept Jesus, because he's not king no more. He's begotted by the mother, the queen mother. So Our Lady, when she says, I, the queen, am calling you back to the gospel, what does the gospel tell us? Many, many things. Ephesians it states, as the church is subject to Christ, so let wives also be subject in everything to their husbands. Nobody wants to talk about this. I love watching the priest get on the homily that day when this is read in the scriptures and they skip this whole thing. Why did they do that? A lady said, don't skip it. She says, return to the joy of the truth. But it's a caustic word to say that today. As the church is subject to Christ, so let wives also be subject to everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her. How's a man going to sanctify his wife? How's that work? Did you know this verse is in three different places in the Bible and the New Testament? It must be important. There must be something to it. There must be some truth. Oh, a lady said that today. Return to the truth of the gospel. I've seen priests skip this about the submission. Totally skip it. It makes me want to stand up and say, Father, read the rest of it. Don't you have any guts? Is everybody scared to say it? Nobody's got the guts to say this anymore today. But a lady does. She says, in a way. In a fatherly way? No, in a motherly way. I'm telling you to go into the Bible as a mother, as a wife, so that you can return to what the Bible says to do. And that's how everything will correct. To return to love to my son, that reinforces the mother there. And I'm going to raise my son in the right way. Love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her and have cleansed her by washing of water with the word. What is the word? Oh, it's the gospel. You don't like to hear that? You don't want to be saying, talking about it? Nobody discusses this because they're scared. 
that everybody's equal. Everybody's soul is equal. But that abuse, I can't get up to the nurse that baby at night. And I ain't going to do it and I ain't going to try it, neither. <laughs> when I was building my business, I would get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. I worked a lot of times till 10, 11 o'clock. Hard labor. And when my kids are crying, I wasn't going to walk them around the room. Because I heard that crying 20 years later or 10 years later. I had to provide for them. But my wife would get up because she heard them then. I blocked the sound out because I knew I had to work the next day. I'm not going to sit there and do her duty, and I don't expect her to do my duty. So I didn't hear the baby crying, but instantly she did. And she knew I needed to get sleep for the next day because she knew how hard I was working. So what's wrong with that? A protector and provider is supposed to do that. A nurturer, a gentle woman, makes out of a man a gentle man. Return to these things. You see, there are many bad men. Well, who rocked the cradle? Who is teaching that? Who is giving an example of that? The Bible says, Her by the washing of the water of the word. So the Bible says, cleanse, sanctifies her, and gives her the word. I'm giving you the word now. Some of the mothers here, the women, the women may not like this. And there's a lot of men out there that think they're so sissified, they're scared to stand up and say, Hey, I'm the spiritual leader to the family. You say, Well, he's not spiritual, I'm more spiritual. Well, maybe his mother didn't give what he needed. But does it excuse to wash this away? It doesn't exist. So the first thing I read today in this message, not looking for this, not thinking I'll be talking about this. I didn't plan this. I saw the secret in the message. Dear children, in a motherly way, I am calling you to return to joy and truth of the gospel. Where is real joy? Where is real joy in the motherhood? Oh, it may be beautiful nursing the baby, having a baby and all these things. But your kids grow up a certain way. And yet, it's Our Lady who says, you obey me. I am your mother, you must obey me. My children obey me, set out with me. Motherly, the way. That's what she said today. Set out with me means you got to go a certain way. The mother's influence is tremendous. Tremendous. Far more than the father. She paints the picture of everything, even of the father, no matter whether he's bad or good. She gives the perspective. And we've forgotten this. And we've got to return to this so society can come back to normalcy of what we used to have. We have people looking for the sun, Jesus. But it's not so much about the weather if we say you're looking for the sun. We have so many demons chasing us. The devil has affected us in every way, in every perspective. We're tainted, and it's getting worse. You can't even reason with certain people. It's even in the church. Look at all the bishops. They don't even give us any moral bearings for us now. You have to start standing up when you hear this Bible verse is being gloated over, disappearing with the meaning of it, because the Bible is the Bible. The truth is the truth. Joy comes from only from that. And we got an upside-down church now. And it's very dangerous and damaging to a lot of people because our structure is not right. And obedience is not understand. So we have people running around. They're really always escaping. But it's good to hear the words of the mother, even if we get a washing from it, even if we get a mentality opposite of it. We have to go 
to what she says to go to. So you follow her. Hello, Mother. It's good to hear your voice. Yeah, I'm fine. Better than I've been. Oh, mother, one more day of thirty-nine. Can't believe it. Sure wish I didn't feel it. I'm on my way to California. Need to see the sun. Ain't so much about the weather, but the demons I just can't outrun. I don't mean for you to worry. You know where I ain't seen before. I just had to say, ain't no one else to blame. If I don't make it out this storm, mother, ain't nothing that you did, nothing that you said. All I've ever known. I'm on my way to California. I just need to see the sun. Ain't so much about the weather, but the demons. Can I?
moment of the mother. The awaited time for 2,000 years. Reflect on that. And don't think she's not calling us back to what she did. She never questioned Joseph. Wake up, Mary, in the middle of the night. Where are you going, Joseph? We're going to Egypt. We don't have the money. We got men from the kings. Are you sure you're right? Joseph, Joseph, Joseph. Can we wait till in the morning? No, Mary, we have to go now. What did Mary do? One word, what was she said? Yes. Yes. The song says, I ain't no else to blame if I don't make it out of this storm. The mother teaches kids, children, little boys, little girls who get older into adult life how to get out of the storms. How does she teach that? By her witness. Yes, Joseph, let's go. Reflect on these things. We found out recently that the cells of the baby remain in the mother. Wow. We're not talking about a human being only. She had the cells of God himself in her the rest of her life. And she didn't question the man who didn't have those cells in him. Joseph, I gave birth to Jesus. She was obedient when she wasn't under Joseph. She heard the angel. How could that be? Gabriel didn't go to Joseph. But after being throttled, the angels went to Joseph. Why? Because that was the authority there he had to go through to move her. Think about that. Return to the joy and the truth of the gospel. Return to the love of my son. We got kids raising up. Just go looking at the sun at the weather. Not the S-O-N, S-U-N, represented by the world, the universe, and everything else. We've lost our way because the cradle is not being rocked. Everybody's off the track, really, and we can't fix these things. Mother, ain't nothing that you did, nothing that you said, just all I've ever known. Whatever your children, whatever we raise, is everything they know through the mother. Well, what about the father? The child defines the father by the perspective of the mother. You've heard people say, my dad was a drunk. He was sorry. He was bad. He was this way. Well, how is it that she could have made him be loved and respected and look to the father as a wonderful man? What do you think about Ronald Reagan? His father moved him like 10, 15 times in 24 months. One house to the next. Get one job to the next. He was a drunk. But he greatly respected his father. Why? Because his mother respected the father. Not the man, but the role of the father. I'm telling you, the Virgin Mary is here because the fatherhood of God the Father is not understood. And that's why so many people don't believe today. If the husband has a picture on the wall put up there by the mother, and he's dead, and she's going buy that picture every time the kid goes by and says, your father would never accept that for you. He still lives in them through her. And she said, well, your father wasn't that good. You damaged the kids. What kind of lady do you want to be? What kind of mother do you want to be? All your children, for the women who have children, 
have some of their cells in them. There's studies done that if you're angry, your emotions actually chemically affects the baby. They're seeing this now. These are painful things to hear because you can't reverse that. And that's what Ali says. You have to return. Ali said five years ago today, March 18, 2016, I desire for you to learn. That means she's going to teach something. Learn by an internal gaze and internal listening to follow God's will. Where does it come from? Through her words, through her messages. I want to show you how to find God's will and to listen to his will so that you can do it. What she said today, return to the gospel. Rock the cradle. Motherly. Read the scriptures. Motherly. To learn how God the Father's will is. Today, our lady said, March 18, 2021, that everything you do in your life that it may be blessed for you so that your spirituality may be internal and not just external. Five years ago, internal gaze, internal listening. It's not by chance that this March 18th message is today and the five years ago. What is she saying? Internal spirituality, eternal, is the spiritual realm. And not just external, the physical realm. We have people who says, well, a lady told me this, or this, this, and such, and such. It's better to have your internal communication with a lady to be kept secret. Not to be go saying this, our lady did this, because it will expose itself by the fruit of those internal communications with her and your prayer. The fruit of your life will speak that into the physical realm. That's the external. So listen internal, gaze internal today, Spirituality internal and not just external. If it's not in the heart, it can't be faked out. And that's what we have today. A shallow Christianity. No depth to it. No conviction. We've repeatedly kicked people out of our mail list or whatever. They don't want to do it. That's okay. Go find somebody else. you got to be convicting Christians. And you can only do that if you're following the gospel. So... Returning to joy, returning to truth, means internal and external changes. So your five days here, you have to make a commitment to that. And it's not going to fix tomorrow. Everything's going to be a bed of roses. I used to tell people all the time that a story in Scotland, I was talking to a lady after a talk, and she says, I've got three kids from my first husband. We're divorced. I've got two more kids from second marriage. Now he wants to divorce. What do I need to do? I said, just stop. I'm not Jesus Christ. But I'm going to give you an answer. Because she said, what do I do? It's very simple. Our lady says in her messages, dear children, today. And I told her, everything that message says today, you begin to live that. Because the fruit you're picking right now was fruit trees you planted 20 years ago, 10 years ago. And they're producing bad fruit. So you start immediately adapting and putting in your life the messages. That plants a seed. It's not going to be producing fruit right there. What it does at that point, what it goes growing, one year, two years, five years, ten years, you start getting good fruit. The bad fruit starts being diminishing. That's why Lee says the third word, dear children, today. That word is very, very important. Today. 
here on your place, you have to start putting everything, no matter how difficult it is, into life, internally and externally, in the spiritual realm and turning it into the physical actions. Not anything, because we've got a lot of things, a lot of difficulties. I told this lady in Scotland, the other thing I lady said was to give all your problems to Jesus. Just those two things. You don't have to do anything. You can't fix it. That's why lady's here. If we could fix it, our lady wouldn't be appearing every day. The world is so messed up that it can never be fixed until we do what she says to do. And apply this message today into what I'm talking about. And then, why would you want to try to fix it? Because you can't. So give all your problems to Jesus, and he takes care of it. And we've done this, and we've seen people talk about, oh, this is happening now, it's getting better and better, and now they want to start helping Jesus. No, you didn't make the mess. He don't need you. Just keep giving it to him. You don't hold your problem. All you're going to do is make it a wreck again. And, And people want to help Jesus when they get so excited. Maybe they want to convert their husband or their children. They see these changes. Stay away from it every day. Mary, he's your problem. He wants to go to California. He's running from his demons. I give you to him. There's nothing I can do. I can love him. God, prayer, sacrifice, fast, etc. Live in the messages. So how do we make things change? Not through man or men, M-E-N, the male. It's not going to change through him. It changes to the woman. Salvation came to the woman. Fallenness came to the woman. It's threaded to the core of everything. You've heard me say it. I'm in New York. I get in a taxi cab driver. He's illegal probably. But he can speak broken English. I say, how's it going in New York? It's profound. His answer was literally profound. He said, it depends on how short the girl's skirts are. That's all he said. I thought, wow, the longer, the better it is in New York. The shorter, the worse it is. Because the woman leads the direction. And if we're in the wrong direction in the world, it is on the woman. Well, what about Adam? And the point man God and the mystics tell us, had Adam stood up to Eve and not followed her, Jesus would have forgiven her. So you've got to raise boys that way. You've got to repent for everything we messed up. So, yes, man's got responsibility. I just heard a military guy, a general, saying that all the women in the military, none of them are meeting the the minimum requirements to be in the Marines. None of them. He said, they don't make it. He said, they were given directives, lower the standards. Yeah, lower the standards, which really lowers all the standards. No, make the bar even higher. A woman is a woman and a man is a man. And it's decided in the womb, nowhere else. Speak it down. Condemn it, the behavior. Not the person, because they messed up. Parents are going directions and say, okay, we got people really, really messed up. We don't want to go much in that subject, but you know what I'm talking about. So Our Lady is here to show us from birth is where we change the world. I'm telling you, if you, as a mother, a wife... Tell your husband to shut up one time, one time. Even said, be quiet. You damage your children. Our lady says, obey me, obey me, over and over and over. Because she always obeyed. She was never disobedient on the authority that was over her. And what resulted from that, we can take that example, that the child would never tell the mother to shut up. Who's teaching authority today? 
There's nobody teaching authority. Nobody's respecting the police. Nobody's respecting the law. Nobody's respecting each other. There's nobody in the family, in the structure, the infrastructure of society, teaching obedience. No, you can't go swimming today, son, the father says. Then it goes to the mother. Well, it's okay. You can go. I'll let you go. You just contradicted authority. Even if you heard that, we've heard stories like that. The mother let it do it, the father didn't. Or the father says no, and the mother says yes. No. What did your father say? He said no. No, you better not do that. We don't have any obedience been practiced and authority practiced in the family because authority for the man is contradicted over and over and over. One may be smarter than your husband. It doesn't matter. It's not how smart. It's not even the right decision. The right decision is obedience brings fruit for whatever decision is. If you're doing something pure and holy and you want to and you're trying to do right, God can bring grace to a decision that's not perfect. But if it's disobedient and your decision is perfect, no fruit. Actually, somebody in the community told me a few months back, they were reading about, a saint said that anybody in any convent or monastery, wherever they are, that how they become a saint is always be obedient. Because all authority is from God. Return to authority. And if you have to apologize for what you did, then you do it. You may be angry at your husband, angry at your husband. You may be angry with your wife. You have to forgive. But authority, even imperfect, just like Ronald Reagan's father, has to be respected. Because he sits in a position of fatherhood. And that's why so many people can't have a belief in God the Father. It's damaged. So how do you make a lady? You never say harsh words to your husband. Go in the room and pray somewhere else. He was in the cradle, and maybe it wasn't rocked right. So you have to realize the damage has to be checked by your saintliness and the truth of the gospel. So you can never say something to your kids or in front of your kids to any authority. If you stop by a policeman to get a ticket, and then after he gives you a ticket for your speeding, and then after he leaves, he says, that stupid policeman, that was bad he did that. My mother takes care of that. I just got stopped not long ago for going 65 and 40 mile hour zone at nighttime, raining. And my wife, she just looked at me. The cop let me off. I got a record of 18 rights off. Because I obeyed our lady, she writes these things off. She can take care of that man. Ask my wife. She gets mad. She, how do you do that? Because she gets tickets. But it works. Obedience comes to your favor. I want to be obedient to everybody that shows me what to do. And a lot of times it's not good for me. It's hurtful. But it produces good fruit. And I'm not exaggerating, but this 18. I've been keeping track of it. And I look at it and say, how, man, I do it. I'm usually saying the rosary or whatever. I'll give you a hint how to do it. If you get stopped, grab your insurance papers Grab your driver's license, roll down all the windows real quick, put your hands out with all that stuff like that, and say, I'm praying for you, blue man. That helps a lot right there. (laughs) Be obedient. So we've forgotten how to be a lady. And you want your man, your husband, your children getting married, the boy they married, you want him to know and you want him to believe, I want you to be just like your mama. And I want to be like her. It's up to you.
I remember when I first heard your heartbeat It had only been eight weeks Standing there staring at that screen Was the first time you ever scared me God knows I don't know Exactly what I'm doing But good news We got her to get through it I hope you look just like your mama And love her like I do You'll see close to perfect patience If you watch her every move You can always run to daddy You'll always be my baby But look at her, baby girl And you'll learn how to be a lady Just how to be a lady Tell you cry, but she can make your tears dry. And when you get your heart broke by the wrong guy, she can make it right. I hope you look just like your mama and love her like I do. You'll see close to perfect patience if you watch her every move. You can always run to daddy, you'll always be my baby. But look at her, baby girl, and you'll learn. walk on the streets and just see how women are, how they dress. Are they ladylike? Do they have a poise? Do they have a style that speaks to you to be admirable? We don't have that today. Just go to the coffee shops. The girls sitting in gym shorts, the legs hiked up. It's filthy. A man is incited visually. A woman by touch. God made it that way. And they're committing sins by committing sins in men's hearts. If they're not fasting, they're not praying, the natural thing takes over. And a lot of women are going to be surprised how many times they've committed a sin by another man's sin. You hear on the radio or you hear these attorneys and all this stuff, you know, you deserve this, a husband and wife, all this. If your husband is a tiger, you've got the qualities to tame him or to incite him. We had a situation where my husband said that he was fussing with his wife and she got on 911 screaming and said he was beating her. They took him to jail. He didn't do that. Never touched her. After that, he probably wanted to. 
December 25th, 1987, I call you to great seriousness, great seriousness, to obey me and to do all I am calling you. Not some of it, all of it. The message today, everything said in the gospel, read it, do it. I'm calling you to do that. February 25th, 1988, I want you to obey me. That's one. You're guilty. You're laughing the most. Watch out. That little joke tells the truth it used to be. When her husband said, you do it, you better do it. Not that I'm justifying him killing her, but a lot of women kill themselves by poking their husband. And that's true. If they had a different position, it'd be completely different. I'm not justifying the husband, but that happens. I wrote on how to change her husband. The respect for authority the mother teaches the children comes back to her even when the father is away, traveling, or dies. Another quote I got out of the book I wrote. A mother undermines her future ability to govern if she lets her children do things while the father is not around. Things that are not permitted by the father while he is at home. You know, he's too strict or he's too whatever. You're teaching them to disobey that. Also, a mother who places her children through words and actions equal or above the husband does great harm to him and to her children. you got helicopter moms. you got moms and wives putting their children above their father. Big, big mistake. There was a family who adopted a wolf. They had like six kids in there. And the wolf used to be grazed up in a pack. And he started growling at the kids and what they were doing. And the two or three older ones he wouldn't mess with, the younger ones he did. He placed himself between those three and three in the pack. And they realized what they had to do is to make those younger kids hit the wolf as he rose up. And that taught him he was where his place was, at the bottom of the food chain. Your kids are not ever to be over the husband. We're cooking dinner because this is what he likes we're going to go to this restaurant because that's what he wants to do. Then the father can give the opportunity. Well, where do you want to go? The first thing goes to the father. The first thing goes to God the father. Our lady hears about the father, the good father in heaven. Society's forgotten these things completely. So I want to read that again. Also, a mother who places her children through words and actions equal or above the husband does great harm to him and her children. Another quote out of the book, her children would challenge her and treat her as her equal or place themselves above her. How powerful this woman is. In my book, How to Change Her Husband, I quoted a book called Pathway of Life. And out of that book, it says, a good marriage is the healing of the world. So if you want to start living the messages, heal your marriage now. Whatever you have to do, repent, apologize. A good marriage is the healing of the world. Marriage is the mother of the world and preserves kingdoms and fills cities and churches and heaven itself. My quote in relate to this statement. Because marriage is the mother of the world of life, Satan wants to center the work instruction of marriages that submission and obedience destroyed. And this way he has, during our time, gained eternal power over multitudes and will continue to do so. So the family, the break of it, has a lot of problems that we have. In essence, our lady is here, is saying for us to do like your father. But do you have the example in your family that you can do that? Is he God-like? 
and no man's going to be perfect. And yet, if the wife always has respect and always looking to him, then that makes it easy for the children to look at God the Father and be like him. A new God and bless my life From the sound of your first cry You made us a family And I ain't ever gonna leave Felt it then, I feel it now Through every single up and down So when the world says you're nothing Oh, let me tell you something It's not a retreat. This is a pilgrimage. Pilgrimage requires sacrifice, 
getting on the trails, still you got time to invest. Again, the more you put into it, the more you get out of it. So this isn't retreat time. It's pilgrimage. You do that to come to conversion. So you women, you get a magnet for your refrigerator that says, that's one. Every time you do something wrong, and put an X there. Maybe a hundred times before you change. Thank God he don't have a pistol. Go home. Read the scriptures. And if you read something, you lose your thoughts, go back and say, is that truth? Because the lady just said it's truth. Read Ephesians. Read that. Read the different thing in the gospel. It's either true or not. And if you're not living that truth then you're not going to have joy in your life. No consolation, no fruit. And we have to return to this. We get nothing from the puppet except a duplicate of what was read. They read the readings, the gospel, and they reread them, tell them, tell them, say, I just heard this. I'm not in kindergarten, Father. Tell me some stories. Tell me one, two, three. That's one. Tell me things like that. I want food. I'm only here because I'm sick of not getting food. This place came from a cow pasture. Why are people paying? Why are they pay for this building? Why would we put a $10 million print shop downstairs? Where'd that come from? It came from grace. The grace of the gospel. The grace of the messages. You can't explain this place. I'm amazed at it with it. But the grace is here. And that was a friend of Medjugorje. Speaking about Our Lady's message... A lot of impact, a lot of hard words, but a lot of truth in his words. And we invite you to take those words to heart, put them into your life, wherever it is that you are in your life at this moment, live these words, and see the fruit that they will bear out. And so, friend of Medjugorje gives us some final words as we conclude tonight's broadcast. But the woman has the burden, and it's not without reason. It's not that we say that we're happy about that, but Our Lady is here to reverse that. She didn't say in her message right before Christmas, I wish in a special way on Christmas Day to give mothers my own special motherly blessing, and Jesus will bless the rest with his own blessing. That in itself is a statement by Our Lady. Why would she segregate that? Contemplate that. The power is in the woman. She actually is more powerful than the man. She's got it, and she's got the direction. And so you have the ability to make these little boys, your grandkids, the kids you teach, the people who cross, to become real men and change the world.
This ends the radio wave broadcast with a friend of Megagoria. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.